Welcome, my flourishing friends, to episode number 50. In today's episode, you are going to get a tour of my kitchen. In particular, I'm going to tell you about my green kitchen renovation. No, we did not paint the walls green, but we did do a sustainable renovation. And it turned out pretty good, if I do say so. It's really fun. Let's dive in. I'm Christina Hunter, and you are listening to the Live Well Green podcast, all about sustainable well-being and green living. We explore how to do what is good for the planet and for ourselves in order to truly flourish. There comes a time in every couple's relationship when one person says to the other, Honey, is it time to renovate? (laughs) Well, that was us. About 15 years ago, we decided to do a major renovation of our kitchen. And this is in the context of our older home. The house was built in 1918. And it's a beautiful older home in a lovely neighborhood that has all kinds of beautiful benefits that come with that quality workmanship. And it's a brick house and it's a really good size for us. It's not too big and it definitely is standing the test of time. But it also had some negative aspects. For one thing, the kitchen was very old and it had not had much renovations over the years. The cupboards were from about the 1950s or so. And every time you opened one drawer, it would create a little bit of sawdust in the drawer below. And then the linoleum was installed in maybe the early 90s or so, and it was not very good quality. And it was all cracked and peeling, and it was in really bad shape. So needless to say, it wasn't very pretty either. And then some aspects of it were really, really just not functional. All the things were cluttered in one corner of the kitchen. And the longest countertop that we had in the kitchen was actually very low. It was about 30 centimeters or a foot lower than standard counter height in order to accommodate a window that was quite low. And so it made that counter completely not useful at all, aside from putting plants on it. So it had a lot of challenges. And this is all with the understanding that a whole bunch of things happened to the house over the years as well. The house had been flooded in the 1950s, and we later found out the kitchen had had a fire at some point. And there was lots of things that were standard also in an old home, which include the rooms being quite small and closed off from one another. And the kitchen was separated from the adjacent dining room. And we always thought that that would be nice to open up and enlarge the feeling of the space there. So when we decided to embark on this renovation, we first spent a little bit of time looking at what we wanted out of the space and what we liked about it. We liked the island that was in the kitchen with the seating there, and so we thought we should keep that, but we knew we wanted to open up this wall between the kitchen and the dining room, and maybe we could display some dishes in between there. 
And we definitely thought that we should be working within the space that we had already. The kitchen was a fair size. It's 10 feet by 14 feet, which is 140 square feet or 13 square meters. It's not enormous, but it was plenty of room for us to work with. Even though people told us that we should be making it bigger and blow out that wall, we didn't want to breach the integrity of that exterior brick wall, nor did we want to lose any of the space in the side yard and our garden that was there. So we thought that would be important to keep the space that we had and work within that. And we knew we wanted to do an eco-friendly, green, low-impact renovation. Because, of course, I was already working in this industry and had worked on lots of green building projects and had also been working in an engineering consulting firm prior to that. So we really looked at what we wanted to achieve from that space. We looked at both the positive impacts and the potential negative ones with regard to environment and health and community. And from there, we developed a list of our priorities. We decided that we should, first of all, use the existing footprint of the kitchen and then use as few materials that are new as possible with our renovation. So we really wanted to use repurposed and reused materials to the extent possible and to repurpose all of the old materials leaving our house. Then we also wanted to make sure to use non-toxic materials and sustainable resources and local materials and support local businesses. And we also wanted to purchase energy and water efficient appliances and higher quality appliances that would last. We also knew that we wanted to hire people whose values aligned with ours. And then we finally decided that it would also be great to communicate and educate others in how to do a green renovation by talking it over with other people. And so these priorities ended up guiding our decision-making process all the way through. So that was really, really helpful for us. The first hurdle that we had was, in fact, to find a contractor that was willing to do this type of renovation, because we said from the get-go that we would be using reused materials and sustainably sourced products whenever possible. And that was our first lesson in communicating what we wanted. And then the next hurdle we had was, of course, sourcing the materials. We ended up using custom-made cabinets in order to maximize the space that we did have. So we found somebody who would work with us on that, and we ended up using a product called Strawboard, which looks like pressed wood, but it's actually made from waste straw. And it was, at the time, locally made from just a few kilometers away. So it was really great that we used that for the outer portions of our cabinets and we had it varnished with a water-based varnish, even though it cost more, we decided that that would be <laughs> aligning with our values of low toxins. And we decided to have really minimal upper covers, partly because that would be age-friendly and making it easier for us as we age to not have to have really high cupboards. And for those upper cabinets, we decided to have them specially made using wood that we already had. We had saved some wood, old shiplap indeed. It was from the upstairs of our house when we decided to re-insulate 
or better insulate the attic, we took that shiplap off from the upstairs and put in drywall. And I didn't want to get rid of it. So I just saved it at the back of the house until we figured out a use for it, which ended up being the upper cabinetry. So that was really great because it was very, very local. And it was also reusing something that was already here from our home. And it just kind of added to the story. And then of course, it also added to the story, the fact that I had to pull out those nails. And it was about minus 20 degrees Celsius in February here in Winnipeg. So it was a cold task, but we got it done and we had that lumber remilled. And we really love the look of it now because it has kind of that older distressed look with these old nail holes in the cabinets. And it has a really authentic story and it just belongs with the house. So that worked out really nicely. Now, for those glass doors, we ended up finding some tempered glass at Habitat for Humanities Restore, which is a great resource for reused materials and building supplies. And it was really super because it was a very good price for the glass. And those glass panels happened to be in sizes that we thought would be suited to a cabinet door, which is really handy because, of course, you can't cut tempered glass. So we just had the uh, carpenters build our cabinetry to the size of the glass using our remilled lumber. So that also worked out really well, and we love the story that it tells. Then when it came to appliances, we decided to buy small and energy and water efficient appliances. Our dishwasher is a two-drawer dishwasher, which is very energy efficient, and it also allows for very small loads, which is really ideal for two people in the household. And because of the layout of the kitchen, we just couldn't really find a space for a traditional refrigerator. Now, I know what you're thinking. Well, Christina, a fridge is kind of a basic functioning part of a kitchen. So what do you do? Well, I had lived in Europe and I had seen that many people had half fridges, just the height of the countertop. So I started looking into those and they were a little bit small. All of those were sort of in the category of bar fridges. And so I thought that wouldn't quite work. But while I was researching, I came across refrigerated drawers. Yeah, it's a fridge in drawers, two drawers, one on top of the other, just the height of the countertop. And we ended up going with that. It is an incredibly efficient design. The energy of this refrigerated drawer system is surprisingly low. It is incredibly low, actually. Our fridge uses, on average, according to the manufacturer's specifications, 356 kilowatt hours per year. And similar models of the same or similar size use somewhere between 370 and 434, which is basically below the low end of everything else in this range. Why? Because the other items in this range of refrigerators are all traditional fridges with doors that open. They're not drawers. And it's really the key is the design of the drawer. And it's inherently energy efficient. 
because we know when we open a fridge door, all of that cold air just kind of slides right out of the fridge, out of the front door. And that's, of course, why you yell at your spouse and tell him or her not to decide what to eat while looking into the fridge. So we have this very energy efficient refrigerated drawer system. And you can actually put a surprising amount of stuff in there. The space is 5.5 cubic feet, which isn't bad. And it's all accessible. Nothing really gets lost at the back like it does in a traditional refrigerator. So we really love this solution to our design problem. And I also love it because it's just inherently efficient with its design of drawers rather than a regular door on a fridge. So that is a really lovely aspect of our green appliances. The other thing that we looked for were smaller appliances. The oven and the stovetop are both smaller in size. They are 24-inch versions. And normally in North America, we have 30-inch versions or more for stovetops and ovens. But I realized that 24 inches is the standard in Europe. And I thought, if it works for the majority of Europe, surely it can work for us too. And I love to cook and bake. And it turns out it's just fine for cooking and baking all that I want. We've never needed anything bigger. Now, a big decision was the countertops and the flooring. For counter, we didn't know what to do, but we knew we had our principles guiding us. We wanted it to be local and sustainable and durable, and then we wanted it to be beautiful too. And for the flooring, very similarly, we were looking into reclaimed hardwood floors, which would sort of match the rest of the house, but we couldn't find any locally. I finally found some out on the east coast of Canada, but that is a mere hmm, 3,500 kilometers away or 1600 miles away from us. So I decided that wasn't very sustainable to bring it all that distance that would dramatically increase its carbon footprint. And so we were looking more locally. And we ended up looking for stone, because we knew there was some beautiful local stone. There's a granite that's mined locally that's used for countertops in the region here. And it's about 100 kilometers away from us. But even closer to home, there was something called Tyndall Stone, and it comes from Tyndall, Manitoba, which is only 40 kilometers or 24 miles from our home. And it's a beautiful limestone. It's grayish with lots of fossils and a nice mottled pattern. Now, we didn't know that it had been used for interior design before. We've seen lots of it around in different buildings and legislature is built with it and so on. But we thought we might as well try. So we approached them and sure enough, they were willing to work with us on creating countertops and tiles for our flooring. So they were really amazing. That was Gillis Quarries. And they were really, really wonderful to work with. So we ended up getting both the countertops and the flooring from this local quarry. And then we used a water-based sealant to seal it off. And we were very, very happy with this in the end. Now, we knew we had to do something with that window issue. 
So we decided we should swap it out for a smaller window so that we could get our counter up at the regular counter height and make it much more functional. So we decided to swap out that window and the larger hole would be filled with more Tyndall stone. And that really worked and was congruent with the outside of our house. And uh, we wanted to maintain this sort of heritage look of the home, but it was already used in other areas. So that worked out really well for us too. So with the new window, as well as a back door, the old one had been solid wood and we decided we needed something with glass to let more light in. And it wasn't an exterior door, although it was onto a back porch. So we decided we would upgrade. So we worked again with a local window and door manufacturer, Duxton Windows and Doors, and they produce very energy efficient windows and doors. In our case, they're triple pane, argon filled, fiberglass framed windows and doors and we're really happy with what they created. But in addition to being very energy efficient, we also wanted it to look congruent with the heritage nature of the house and we wanted the windows to look the same as the old windows, which were just adjacent to them that we were not replacing. So we had them install the exterior simulated divided lights or SDLs on the windows and it looks really, really beautiful. Then... Because we did end up removing the wall between the kitchen and the dining room, we needed a structural beam. And we found an engineered wood product, which is sometimes referred to as a glue laminated timber or glue lamb. Now, what we used was a product called Paralam. And this is where they use long strands of wood, similar to wood chips, but they're oriented parallel to the length of the beam, and then they're glued and pressed together. And it's a very, very strong product that's actually almost as strong as steel. But it's made of small bits of fast-growing trees, and it uses the majority of the tree. And this is pressed into a high-density product that actually sequesters carbon and has a net negative carbon footprint. So that is really, really wonderful. Then when it came to the finishing and trim, we followed the principle that no new material is actually the best material. So for the window trim, I just brought out a heat gun and peeled off all of that old paint, all of those multiple layers, and repainted it, of course, with a low VOC paint from Benjamin Moore. And for the back door, we ended up using some beautiful oak trim that had been in the dining room, and we repurposed that for the back door. And our handy carpenters did a lovely job of extending it with some additional materials to make it work. So that worked out really well. We also have a bookshelf for my cookbooks, and we ended up reusing oak shelving that was from an existing cabinet that had been in the space. So we did more reuse of materials there. When it came to a backsplash, we ended up using, again, this reclaimed tempered glass from the ReStore. It was really inexpensive, and a lot of the cost savings that we had in these no additional materials or reclaimed materials, we were able to buy more expensive appliances and put our money into those aspects of the renovation. 
But maybe one of the things that I'm most proud of is the reclaimed space that we were able to achieve. We wanted a little nook for that bookshelf, as I mentioned, and we also wanted to have a space to put our phone and two drawers for wallets and keys and that sort of thing. And a clever designer found this extra space for us in the kitchen wall, which is shared with our bedroom linen closet. It was an unusually deep closet. It was actually one meter deep, which is over three feet deep, more than you need for any linen closet. So she decided that it would be a great way to get some extra space in the kitchen by just taking the back one foot of the linen closet. And that's exactly what we did. We bumped out that wall from the kitchen, taking a foot of the linen closet. All of the same things went right back into that linen closet. We didn't even notice the missing space. And it created a nook in our kitchen that is really useful for my cookbooks and phones and wallets and keys. So that is an overview of our green kitchen renovation. But it didn't end there, I would say, because we did want to communicate to others about the renovation and show people that we can do green when we renovate. So in addition to the communicating of asking contractors if they would do this for us and describing that we wanted to reuse materials and so on, which was, I think, an educational process for them as well as for us. All of the trades who worked on the project also were really intrigued by the project. One of them even asked if he could have his wife over to show her how unique our kitchen renovation was. And of course, we were happy to do that. And then we also decided to just enter our kitchen renovation into a local magazine's kitchen renovation contest. And even though we didn't win the main prize, we did get honorable mention and the kitchen was published in the magazine and we were able to publicize the idea of a green home renovation to a broader audience. Now, we still love to tell the story of our green kitchen renovation, and we definitely feel that it achieved our goals of a sustainable, functional, and beautiful space. So we were really happy with the end product as well as the process. We had a lot of fun with it and our kitchen really tells a story now and it's something that's unique and it doesn't look like all the other kitchens out there. So we are very, very happy with what we have because we have quality products and we were able to support local businesses and green our kitchen renovation in the process. So those are the basics of what we did. We looked at what outcomes we wanted to achieve. We determined our priorities for the renovation, and we allowed those priorities to guide our decision-making all the way along. Now, I hope this inspires you, but I know you probably want to see some pictures of my green home renovation. So to do that, just head on over to my website, christinahunterflourishing.com, and take a look at my blog entry on my green kitchen reno, where I've got all kinds of pictures for you to enjoy. Now, before I go, I'd love to leave you with a quote from the author Marianne Rademacher Hershey. And she says, may your walls know joy, may every room hold laughter, and every window open to great possibility. End of quote. Now, 
I hope that this description of my green kitchen renovation inspires you to tackle whatever renovation you are going to do in a green and sustainable way. If you need some help with that, I'd love to help you out. I've got a mini course that is all about how to green your home renovation. It's a great course that will guide you through the process step by step. And I've got all kinds of resources and a course manual to help you along the way. Head on over to my website to take a look at my green home renovation mini course. Well, that's all for now. If you are interested in exploring these issues further, please head on over to my website. It is christinahunterflourishing.com. That's Christina with a K. There you'll find all kinds of free downloadable resources, including my green home guide and my sustainable well-being starter kit. While you're there, sign up for my newsletter. It's full of resources and inspiration and news from the flourishing community. And if you're looking for a great way to send a gift to a friend with cancer, check out theunexpectedgiftbox.com. Finally, if you like what you are hearing, please leave me a review wherever you get your podcasts. I can't wait to talk to you again. Until then, live well green, my flourishing friends. Bye for now. 